Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. From KMOX Sports. The bases are loaded. This is the Meyer Jensen Sports Open Line. Swing and a long one to left. Meyer Jensen, a personal injury law firm. Because sometimes the gloves have to come off. MeyerJensen.com. He hits one deep to left field. You That's a grand slam for Yadier Molina. It's a this is Sports Open Line on KMOX. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Sports Open Line here on a beautiful Monday evening right here in KMOX land. That's right, middle of America. Greg Damon sitting in for you tonight here on Sports Open Line. And, man, do we got a jam-packed lineup for you. We got all sorts of great guests coming up. We're going to be talking the whole gamut tonight. That's right, all sorts of different sports tonight. But first up, let's uh, bring in... Cardinals broadcaster, also KMOX Sports personality, Mike Claiborne, the man, the mis- the mystery, the legend, Mike Claiborne. Mike, how's it going? I'm doing great, Greg. It's great to visit with you. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I'm just a myth and a legend <laughs> only because I've survived. But it's good to visit with you tonight. we got a lot of fun things to talk about. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for coming on. I do appreciate that as well. It's been a long time since we've been able to uh, – to uh, talk on the on the air, uh, so I do appreciate you uh, hanging out with us tonight here on Sports Open Line. Looking forward to it. Well, let's talk about this weekend. Cardinals take three out of five from the Cubs. Always good when you beat the Cubs, that's for sure. Yeah, it is, and any Cardinal fan and any Cub fan knows no matter what the record is, when those two teams actually play, anything can happen, and to get three out of five against a team that's trying to find themselves in the Cubs was good. But it also says a lot about uh, the Cardinals and the young players and the infusion of talent and energy. When you think about Brendan Donovan and Juan Yepes, who I, I just saw five minutes ago, um, you know, it's, it's fun to watch young guys and the veterans. And the veterans get a kick out of the young guys, and the young guys are asking questions of the veterans. And it's just a really happy situation to be part of right now. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. Uh, it's really been uh, great to see these younger guys coming up and, and really kind of kind of given a, 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 a boost to the team. And I think everybody's kind of, hey, you know what? We need to get together. We need to be playing a little bit harder. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and the point, you, your so point is, is valid because I'm talking to Ali Marmol yesterday about, I said, man, when all the other guys come back, you're going to have some tough decisions to make. He said, and that's a manager's dream to have such good <laughs> players that are having such good seasons, and it creates competition. And and that's the thing that we need is competition. 
And offensively, we're starting to see it. Brendan Donovan, you can't get him out in a clutch situation. Juan Yepes with a big hit last night. Lars Newbar with a big hit uh, in, in the series as well. And you think about the young pitchers that have come on and given us some quality innings. I mean, it's, it's a good time to be a Cardinal fan because it's only going to get better. Uh, Jack Flaherty had a really good outing in his first rehab assignment. Steven matched through well, uh, trying to get himself squared away. So, you know, the help's on the way. Uh, but I think right now this is a, a good time to watch this team develop because we're going to need everybody when we get into a real hunt, uh, especially going into August, September, and certainly October and, and hopefully November, that all these guys are going to make a significant contribution. Yeah, absolutely. I don't mind them at all, these uh, these young guys. I don't want to say newcomers, but, you know, these guys – coming in getting some getting some major league experience right now certainly going to help us towards the end of the season no question and they're getting experience in key situations i mean they're not sitting at the end of the bench hoping to get a pinch hit when the game's out of hand or filling in for somebody and not even getting in at bat they're in the game when the game is on the line and that's what makes it special so when the game's on the line later in the year these guys are like wait a minute, what's the difference between now and when I was in Chicago and we had two out in a situation like this? or like I mean, so I, I think it, it makes them battle-hardened and makes them even better prepared for what's going to be waiting for them later in the year. And because they've had some, some success, it even gives them greater confidence. So I'm anxious to see how things develop from here, and uh, I'm feeling good about where we're headed. i got to ask you, uh, Mike, about uh, two of our newest pitchers, uh, Albert Pujols and uh, Yadier Molina uh, coming up on the mound and and really, you know, throwing some heat. Well, you know what? They now want to be part of the pitchers' (laughs) meetings every day, which is comical in its own right. But, you know, and I think it's something to be said. If you look at baseball, and there have been some teams that have been in that situation where they've been blown out or they're blowing out somebody, and they don't want to burn another pitcher. Absolutely. pitching, as we know, is hard to find. And you don't want to waste a guy in a 10-inning lead or anything like that. So they, these guys, they have Skip Aguilar and throw an inning. And they have fun with it. We saw the Cubs do it the other day with Frank Schwindel. Well, uh, and, and he got the first two guys out, and the Cub fans thought this was hilarious. <laughs> and then Newt Bar, or sorry, Corey Dickerson and Newt Bar hit one out on the street, and all of a sudden everybody got quiet. I mean, it's something that uh, – and I know the rule was uh, – amplified the other day with regard to you have to have a certain lead at a certain time in the game in order to be able to put those guys in. But the bottom line is uh, we're seeing a lot of it, and I think that should tell you how scarce pitching can be. No, you're absolutely right. Well, if you remember, uh, Mike, uh, don't forget about the secret weapon when he came in, and uh, I think he pitched oh, like three I innings. And, and I think he, if I'm correct, I think he got uh, – I think he, he uh, didn't strike out the side but got all three out. He did, and, and Jose Okendo is who we're speaking of. Uh, Cheo, as he's affectionately called by everybody, um, he came in. He was dealing right, and, and one of the one of the great performances. He he played every position that season, and I don't know if we'll see that again. Although Brendan Donovan's well on his way, he's played first, second, third, short, left field, now right field. So all he's got to do is uh, take over for Bader one night, and if a third catcher is needed, he'll be behind the plate. Because if you ever watch him, Greg, when he comes to the ballpark, I mean, you look in his locker, he's got like a 
four or five gloves that he takes out onto the field with him for infield and outfield. I mean, this young man really truly prepares for whatever position he's going to be in that night. And it's a real tip of the cap to him and his dedication and the fact that he's got uh, Stubby Clapp working with him on the infield, Willie McGee works with him in the outfield. And I don't know if there are two better teachers, and I'm sure there's some other guys who are really good with different organizations, but knowing Willie and knowing Stubby as long as I have and knowing what it took for them to be very successful players in the majors just gives me a good comfort level in knowing that a guy like Brendan Donovan wants to be better thanks to those guys. No, absolutely. And I got uh, one more question uh, really kind of to, to ask you about and get your opinion on. You know, uh, we're about 60 games in. Uh, what do you think about the uh, job that uh, Oliver Marmel's done for the for the team? I like it. And it's it, um, it's interesting you ask that question because John Rooney and I were talking about it uh, earlier today. Ali has learned from the two previous managers he worked for, and Mike Matheny when he was the first base coach, and Mike Schilt, who he's a bench coach for. He's learned a lot of nuances about the game and how to deal with people. Here's why I appreciate him, and I think fans will too. Ali is about results, okay? If you produce, you play. If you don't, you won't play. And he'll be honest with you and let you know, hey, this is what we think we need to have more of you or less of you. And if you're a player, you you just appreciate honesty. That's all you want. You just want a guy to be straight shooter sure. to you. And I like what he's done so far. Uh, he's a great communicator. He's very well organized. He he communicates with all of his players on a regular basis. But he doesn't. He's a detailed guy too. And I think guys like playing for him because he lets you do your job. He's not a micromanager where he's standing over your shoulder. But if you don't do your job to the level that he thinks it should be done, he will remind you that this is how we need it to be done. Yeah, definitely great advice, no doubt about it. Hey, Mike, I want to thank you again so much for uh, hanging out with us here on Sports Open Line on this Monday night and uh, just talking a little Cardinal baseball. Appreciate all the well, insight you know you what? Give us. It's a treat. It's a treat to be on with you, and I hope Cardinal fans enjoy the day off as much as the players did. You know, we're down in Florida, and I don't know if you knew, the weather in Chicago was abominable. I've never <laughs> seen – I'm layered up in June, okay? Right. I got a long sleeve shirt on. I got a, a fleece. I got a sweatshirt. I have a jacket. I mean, I was four-layered deep because the weather was terrible. We're now in Tampa, St. Pete. I'm sitting outside because our Internet doesn't work in a hotel for some unknown reason. And uh, the weather is like 80 degrees. A nice breeze is blowing. We're on the beach. It's a, it's a far cry than where we were 24 hours ago. So, uh, And the players have all scattered. They're playing golf out on the beach. They're doing everything, just trying to inhale because off days are so precious. And if you're not with your family, you would rather be in good weather. So we're on the road, and guys are trying to enjoy this day. Can't wait to get to the ballpark tomorrow. We can get involved and try and figure out this Tampa Bay Ray team, which is a good team. We got our hands full, so we'll try and do the best we can before we come back this weekend and take on Cincinnati. All right, sounds great, Mike. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll talk real soon. Looking forward to seeing you soon, Greg. Take care. Thank you so much. That's Mike Claiborne here on Sports Open Line, and uh, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up next, we're going to talk to. 
K-Wheel. That's right. Kevin Wheeler is going to join us. Stick around. More to come. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, everyone. Sports Open Line on this beautiful Monday evening right here in the heart of Mid-America. And you listen to Greg Damon tonight here on Sports Open Line. Want to talk some more uh, baseball, so we're going to bring in the uh, next man, the myth, the mystery, the legend that is uh, Kevin Wheeler. He joins us here. You guys may know him. He's been around the station about uh, a couple weeks now, and uh, you may know him from uh, doing sports and other stuff, and now he's too good for sports and things like that. But uh, he's been kind enough to join us here on Sports Open Line. Kevin, what's going on, my man? I don't know, man. I thought you were having me on to talk about the race yesterday. I didn't know we were talking baseball. Was it, you really want to? You want to go there? No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about I the. Do, uh, I, I did want to point out that it was. We didn't really get. A, we didn't mention it today, but I mean that that's that's a great event. I was super excited that it went as well as it did. So that's awesome. But I, I did want to make sure we mentioned that. I know you'll be talking about it later. Yep, absolutely. Kenny Wallace is going to join us a little bit later, breaking it down. And uh, I got to tell you, one of the best races I've seen for for well for many years. I thought it was fantastic. That's great. I'm, I mean, everything that I saw was was that it went great. The crowd was amazing. Obviously, the the race was competitive and fun. And um, you know, that's and the weather was perfect. Hello, oh Kevin Wheeler, he dropped here for us. Uh, on Sports Open Line, we're going to try to get back, get him back on the air here in just a second. But, uh, folks, as I said before, Kenny Wallace is going to join us a little bit later in the next hour. We're going to kind of recap the race. If you were there over at the race, what a what a great time that you had. I mean, it looked fantastic. Place was packed. And uh, I got to tell you, looked like a fun time all the way around. Uh, coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk some blues hockey. Andy Strickland's going to join us. And uh, got a couple things to uh, to go over with him. We got Kevin back. Kevin, are you there now? I did. I decided to hang up on you. I get that a lot, usually from my wife. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just happy that it was a great event because you know we we do big events really well in St. Louis, 
and you know that's going to lead to more big events, which I think right. is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, uh, let's get into a little bit of uh, Cardinal baseball. I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about the new kids that have uh, have jumped up and really kind of uh, uh, shown their presence here, uh, where the Cardinals kind of needed a boost. Yeah, they did. You know, and it's funny because you know a lot of the fan base in the off season was a little frustrated that they didn't spend more money. Right? I mean, there was a lot of buzz that people wanted Jock Peterson or they wanted Kyle Schwarber. Uh, and none of those were wrong ideas. You know, I mean, like, they were the right idea. If you're looking to be a better team, you want better offensive players, right? Sure. I mean, that, that, that was one of the complaints. But the team's pushback on that was, all right, but we want to make sure that there's room for these guys that are close because we think they're really good, and we know that they're close because they all had success at AAA last year. Uh, two of them, Donovan and Yepes, were amongst the best hitters in the Arizona Fall League for the top prospects at the end of the year last year during during the fall, oddly enough. And, you know, what's great is that when these guys each got their chance, they jumped in right away and did something. You know, it wasn't like uh, they struggled for a week and then figured it out. I mean, they jumped in and started contributing right away. And, you know, what's cool, Greg, is they're versatile too, right? I mean, Donovan has played pretty much everywhere. He hasn't played center field and he hasn't caught, but he's played pretty much everywhere else. Uh, Yepes has played the corner outfield spots, first base, and DH. And, obviously, we've seen Nolan Gorman's power early on. And, you know, the team was is, is banking on these guys, not just now, but for the long term. But, you know, this is really what has helped balance out the lineup, right? I mean, what have we talked about? But all kinds of up and down, right? The offense would be awesome, and then it would be, be quiet for three or four days. And it's not fully there yet, but it's starting to become more consistent. And those guys are, are a huge part of it. I mean, Goldie has been otherworldly, right? I mean, He's, he's in been, Fuego, man. Dude, he's been as hot as any hitter in baseball. So the only guy that has been better than him or even close to him has been Aaron Judge. Uh, he's better than everybody else, and he might even be as good as Judge so far this year. Um, and, you know, having him with the big bat and Arenado with the big early month has made up for the fact that, you know, Tyler O'Neill struggled early and Dylan Carlson went down. And, you know, they, they had again, they had that inconsistency. But it's nice to see the three young guns show that not only can they help, but they're, they're probably going to be sticking around, man. I mean, there's no reason to right. send them back when O'Neill and Carlson come back soon. Right. I mean, uh, Nolan Bang Bang Gorman, I mean, that guy, I mean, why would you send that guy down? He's, he's shown that he, is, he can be up here, he can play with anybody. Yeah, the only, the only reason you would would be if he starts to struggle for extended period of time and, you, and you're not comfortable putting him out there on a regular basis. I mean, uh, John Moselak's been pretty clear that if he's here, he needs to play. And they have that right now. They have that opening. They have that opportunity. They've shifted uh, Tommy Edmond to shortstop, and they have that freedom. Now, two lineup spots are going to be taken when O'Neill and Carlson come back. I mean, those guys are going to come back to everyday jobs in the corner outfield spots. So that's going to mean we've got to be creative with how we're going to use a guy like Brendan Donovan, who's seeing a lot of time in right field right now, for example. Uh, well, what does that mean? Does that mean second base where Nolan Gorman plays? certainly not going to be first or third base on any kind of regular basis. And I don't think they're taking Tommy Edmond out of the lineup anytime soon either. So that's where it could get crowded. And when you include Yepes in that, you know, you've got a lot of guys in there. So there could be a case if, if Gorman struggles where they might decide that he's better off playing every day rather than dealing, you know, being sure, a part absolutely. of the mix there. But, but I think he would have to struggle. You know, if he's playing well, is phenomenal. No, absolutely. So, uh, really, one of the other questions I want to I want to talk about Matthew Libator. Uh Come up. I thought he pitched pretty well. I thought that uh, you know he had a fairly good command. 
And, you know, we've been hearing about him for the past five years, how he's going to be come in and he's going to be, you know, ace number one. Um, but they keep sending him up and down. What's, you know, what's up with that? Well, he needs, first of all, the problem that they've had here is, is they've needed new arms because they're using their pen heavily, you know, so they're getting, they've had a lot of games here in a row. You know, they just had five games in four days. And to, to make sure that they have fresh arms, they got to send somebody down. So typically you're going to send somebody down that's a younger player who just pitched, right? So it, was, it wasn't a coincidence that he went down right after he pitched in Chicago. And he'll be back. Um, you know, this is a guy that's got a lot of ability. I don't know I don't know if he projects as an ace, Greg, but, I mean, he definitely has that stuff where he can be in the top three in the rotation long term. I mean, you know, he's not, he's not a huge velocity guy. You know, he'll get it to the mid-90s once in a while, but he's typically like a 93-mile-an-hour guy. But he's got three different looks. His curveball is one of the better ones around. And in time, he's going to be a really reliable piece. But right now they need flexibility because they, they're, they're, they're really in a position where they could burn through the bullpen. Nope, and absolutely. the last thing that they want is for those guys to burn out because they've been phenomenal, man. I mean, that bullpen's been great this year. Kevin, I got one more question for you. We're up against a break, but uh, Phillies fire Joe Girardi. Don't the players at some time have to play? Yeah. I mean, look, man, you know, this is – it's Philadelphia, so they're always going to do something, right? They're just—it's impossible in a, in a city like that to just be patient because nobody has any patience. But they put together a flawed team that's supposed to be one of the best offensive teams in the sport, and it hasn't been that. But they were already a bad defensive team and didn't have enough pitching coming in. So of course, fire the manager because you can't fire everybody else, and right. the owner's not going to fire himself. <laughs> um, it, it's just easy to do that, you know. We see that in hockey a lot, right? Right, exactly. Where you know it—it it, it, it isn't the coach; it's players but it's easier to make that move and that's basically what that is well kevin thanks so much for joining us here on sports open line and uh you know congratulations on your new show i guess maybe but uh, no i'm kidding you know kevin uh, kevin folks playing the home game of sports open line kevin and i've been friends for a long time so you know congratulations kevin years dude that's right thanks thanks so much i do appreciate it kevin i'll talk to you real soon uh you're the man we'll see you soon greg bye Hey, folks, that's Kevin Wheeler here on Sports Open Line. Let's do a break. We're going to talk a little hockey coming up next. News Radio KMOX, the home of the Cardinals. Sports Open Line, Monday evening. Greg Damon hanging out with you tonight, going all the way till 8 o'clock tonight. Let's talk a little hockey. Our uh, good friend Andy Strickland, he's a uh, blues reporter, analyst for Valley Sports Midwest. Also, host of the uh, Cam and Strick podcast. And uh, I got to tell you, folks, he's also one of the only people I've seen live ever to be hip-checked by the great Bob Plager. Andy joins us here on Sports Open Line. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing uh, doing well, Greg. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. And uh, quite an honor to be hip-checked by Bob Plager. Oh, man, I would do that all over again. It was the greatest <laughs> thing that ever happened to me. It was uh, – and, in fact, to be honest with you, I'm probably the only person – on the uh, face of the earth, I can say they were hip-checked by Bob Plager, um, elbowed in the teeth by Kelly Chase, and uh, and elbowed in the back of the head by Cam Jansen. So, like, that's the trifecta. Three tough guys. <laughs> carried off of the ice one time by uh, Tony Twist in a charity game. So, yeah, I mean, the, the tough guys. Listen, I'm not afraid. I won't back down, Bruce. That's right. <laughs> yeah, wait till you see Ogie. Oh, sorry. That's right. Wait till you see Ogie Oglethorpe. So yeah, I'll, I'll run from I'll run from Ogie. That's How about right. that? That's right. 
Hey, uh, I want to talk a little hockey with you. Uh, obviously, great news comes out of the uh, out of the game the other night where Kadri uh, is probably not going to play anymore in the playoffs. Too bad it couldn't happen with the Blues uh, as Evander Kane knocks him out. Uh, Andy, what do you think of the hit? Do you think it was pretty dirty? Oh, very dirty. You know, and listen, I know people hate Nazem Kadri, but, you know, I, I don't like and seeing people get hit. I think that's the worst play in hockey, Greg. I do, too. Like, the, the, the hit five feet from the boards, there is no need for it, and it doesn't get more gutless than that, to be honest with you, in terms of, you know, plays that happen in hockey. So, right. I as don't... much as people hate Nazem Kadri, listen, I don't like to see him get hurt. Um, Kadri's probably going to be out for the playoffs. I think they announced today that he was having surgery on his thumb, so there was a lot of speculation that it was a hand injury. And, um, you know, in the case of Evander Kane, who made the hit, I mean, he got off pretty easy just getting the one-game suspension. Now, I know in the playoffs, the way the, you know, player safety, you know, punishes players that, you know, they, they multiply the games where if it's a one-game suspension in the playoffs, that would equal a multi-game or a two-game suspension in the regular season. But I think he deserved two playoff games for sure. I mean, pretty, pretty vicious and pretty dirty. Well, you know, Kane's not the uh, poster boy for the NHL as well with all the issues that he's had this past year. And then, uh, but I do agree with you as far as the hit goes. I mean, you're taught at a young age that you, that you don't, you know, you don't hit people on the boards, especially when they're defenseless like that. That's right. Yep. So, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, uh, as you said, nobody really likes Kadri. I, I call him the Brad Marchand of the Colorado Avalanche. Well, he would be their guy, you know. I mean, but Marchand, you know, and he is the Brad Marchand because he put up 85 points this past season, so that's Brad Marchand territory, right? right. You're putting up crazy points and you've got, you know, production. But, you know, he, he doesn't get under the skin um, the way Brad Marchand does even. I mean, he's he's dirty and he's had his issues. And he's a repeat offender. I mean, this guy's been suspended multiple times, three times in the playoffs. And we know about the, the hit on Falk last year and then obviously falling on Jordan Bennington this year. So he plays on that edge. But, you know, he really isn't the, the, the pest. I mean, but this guy can be a really, really talented hockey player. He is a talented hockey player. Right. But well, when, his, when, he, when he's focused, listen, you're glad he's on your team and he's going to get paid a lot of money this offseason. There's no question being an unrestricted free agent. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, you hate him when he plays against you, but when he's on your team, he's the best guy out there. Although I don't know if he's yeah. licked anybody like Marshan, so – Probably not. Probably not. So let's hope not. Guys. <laughs> hey, let's talk a little about the Blues. Obviously, uh, I, I tell you what, I thought Jordan Bennington. You know, I mean, many people wrote him off uh, towards the last part of the uh, of the season with Huso playing so well, but gets an opportunity in the playoffs. Man, did he stand on his head or what? Yeah, and you love seeing that because Jordan Bennington obviously means so much to the organization and to the city. You know, just based on what he did when he first you know, came up in the NHL a couple of years ago and, and just took the league by storm. So, you know, listen, that in and of itself tells you that the ability is there, and you know it is. And now the, the next challenge for, for Jordan Bennington is to be that guy throughout the course of the regular season. Right. I mean, he's proven when he's on his game, Greg, he truly is capable of being a top-five goaltender. You know, why not go try to win the Norris or the Vesna Trophy as the league's, you know, top goaltender and, and be the best goalie Um in the league, you know, I mean, listen, you can't afford when you're when you're getting paid the money that he's getting paid six million dollars a year. And I think most people would agree with this. And I think Jordan Bennington would agree with it. You, you can't afford to have the type of regular season that he had this year. And then, you know, come back and then show what he's capable of doing in the postseason 
the, the Blues need him to be that guy consistently. And he's not going to stand on his head and play at that level throughout the course of an 82-game season. But, again, they're going to need more from him. I mean, he's going to be the guy moving forward. Billy Houston, it's unlikely that he comes back being an unrestricted free agent. And he's going to have, you know, several options. And certainly he's going to get a nice payday. Um, but the Blues have already committed, and they've invested in uh, in Jordan Bennington, and they need him to be great, not just good, but he's he's capable of being their best player. He's shown that. Now they want to see that obviously carry over to next season. Hey, we got about a minute left, Andy, <clears throat> and uh, I wanted to ask about uh, or talk to you about Phoenix playing in a college rink. I mean, come on, that I mean, talk about a uh, 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 a team that's on the decline. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's embarrassing. Uh, the fact that they've had these, these, these issues with Glendale and now they're forced to move to Tempe and they're going to play in Arizona State's new building, which seats 5,000 people. But, you know, the good news is, they, uh, you know, the ownership for, for the Arizona Coyotes, they, they've got some positive news within this past week from the city council. They're, you know, voting to approve at least the first initial stages of, of a new arena being built in, in Tempe. So you hope they get it done. Um, the owner's committed to staying there, and the league obviously is committed to keeping them there. But they, they won't play in that building forever. They can't play in that building forever. And it's going to be interesting to see. I will say this. Everyone's going to tune in to see what it looks like to see an NHL game played in front of 5,000 people. Yep, you're exactly right. Hey, Andy, thanks so much for joining us here on Sports Open Line tonight, and uh, we'll talk real soon. Okay, you got it, Greg. Take care. Have a great night. That's our good friend Andy Strickland. He's the uh, Blues analyst for Bally Sports Midwest and also host of the Cam and Strick podcast. You're listening to Sports Open Line with Greg Damon. We'll be back after these. Welcome back, everyone. KMOX Sports Open Line here on Monday evening. Greg Damon hanging out with you. We're going to debut a new segment tonight. Tom Ackerman is uh, his new weekly series with called Five on Five. That's right, with Albert Pujols. Let's throw it to Tom Ackerman. Tom Ackerman coming to you from the Cardinals Clubhouse, a new feature on KMOX, a new interview on the home of the Cardinals. We're calling it Five Minutes with Number Five. You know who that is. It's Albert Pujols. And first of all, I really appreciate this, the chance to talk to the fans, not only about you, but about the game and about your team. You're back with the Cardinals. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Thanks for having me on your show once again. Uh, no, I'm just really excited, you know, having a, a really an unbelievable time. It's a blessing to be able to be back here where everything started for me and just, uh, you know, just have another good chance uh, to win another championship with a bunch of great group of guys and, you know, the organization that gave me the opportunity uh, from day one uh, to develop my game and, and just uh, really excited to be around the fans and just uh, it's going to be a special year for us. Can you take me back to that year 2001 when you became a Cardinal and what that was like? Well, it was 1999 that I got drafted. 2001, obviously, I made it to the big leagues. But, uh, um, I mean, it was, just, uh, it was just a fun time. I mean, really excited, really pumped up, uh, 21 years old. And, you know, only one year as a professional in the minor league and to be able to make it your second year as a professional and being in the big leagues with Mark McGuire, Mike Martini, Jingham, J.D. Drew, Placido Polanco, Edgar Renteria, Matt Murray, Daryl Kyle. You're talking about superstar games and guys in the game that were on top of their game. And there's a young 21-year-old guy, you know, showing up in spring training on the by not even having any expectation of making the team. They just wanted to reward me for the year that I had in Peoria, you know, in 2000, and here I am, you know, make the ball club, and, you know, 22 years later, I'm here in the Big Leagues. Drafted 13th round, 1999, I remember following you 
through that 2001 spring training and then you making the team and absolutely you're right on the money i watched you absorb the information from the veteran players a student of the game all the way through weren't you and, and i see you doing that now with younger players paying it forward yeah Tony. i think to me for is that it has been that i think i had so many guys uh they had taught me the right way uh one of those guys has a special place in my heart that was Daryl Kyle. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't get to finish that year with him. But uh, remember, Hank was one of the last guys getting in that bus in spring training. He told me, don't be afraid to make an all-star team. I was always looking forward to chat with him, you know, during batting practice, you know, the time that, that we did. I treasure my time with him. Uh, he was one of the guys that was, although he was a pitcher, he was one of the mentors because he was really tough. Uh, on the mound, and um, I I was a sponge, you know, observing and, and soaking every little information that could help me out, and he was one of those guys that helped me out on the way. Then later on, you know, come the Woody Williams, the Larry Walker, the Reggie Sander, the Tony Walmack, you know, and I think that's what's so special about this organization, that you're not only losing superstar and players because they get traded or last year of the contract, they always bring in guys that are quality players and and, and gamers, guys that know how to win. And uh, that's how it was, you know, from 01 to 2011. And that's how it's been, you know, 10 years later. And I think I shared that last night, that the traditional Cardinals baseball has never changed. And that's something that I have always appreciated about this organization. I remember walking up the dugout steps and seeing Daryl having you actually pulled aside exactly what you just said. He was telling you about something that he saw or it could have been something that he wanted to talk to you about pitching. Just an example of what those little pieces of information are like. What what sort of things do you exchange between each other? Well, that, um, you know, he was telling me about how the pitcher will approach me in the big leagues, what they think. And there was one time in, Colorado, in Houston that we were having a conversation and he was trying to dig deeply um, my information on what I think of the play. And I look at it and I'm like, I don't want to give you my secret because I might have to face you next year. <laughs> and he hit me with his elbow with that big smile of his, looking to the side. And he's like, you little punk, you got me. Like, that was DK, man. That's, that was DK. Daryl was a really, really special person with a big smile. One of the best teammates that I probably have in my 22 years as a professional. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, it was really short. And, uh, you know, but uh, like I say, he has a really special place in my heart because uh, he was genuine. He, he didn't BS. He didn't BS about his workout. He prepared himself hard every, you know, five days to take the mound, never complained. And those are little things that I was able to to catch on those guys, you know, and really help me out along my way. Life is very precious and you guys are a family. There's no doubt about that. We appreciate this very much. Uh, I look forward to talking to you about your love of the game and about people. But I also, before we go, I want to mention that the Poulos Family Foundation is strongly behind this visit between you and I. And I know it's very special to your heart. A lot of great things happening, including a, an event at Top Golf recently. Yeah, that was awesome. And thank you so much, too, for your dedication and your time that you donate, you know, to really promote our foundation. I think just, you know, I think they only look up. Uh, Myself and or myself as an athlete, but they need to give credit to you guys, the people that, you know, 
it takes a big team and it takes a group, including Todd Perry, you know, and Jane Cooper and, you know, Crystal Rowing and in California to run a foundation like ours, you know, with so many events, but also people like you that really uh, put us ourselves out there in the map, you know, and, and, the, and raise the awareness, you know, through the media. And we really honor that and we really appreciate that. And thank you for being a, a big part, a big friend of our foundation, never really uh, saying no to things when asking. And I think uh, that's why I think you and I have a really good relationship, you know, because uh, I think you are genuine. You don't come here to try to trick players or try to, you know, find false information or try to bring a player down. And I think, you know, as a player, uh, you know, you don't see that loyal anymore and uh, you appreciate that. And I, you know, I thank you for that also. So, uh, you know, and all the fans for continuing to supporting our foundation it was a great, great time uh, last week uh, with the players and, you know, you know, what can you say, you peers, you know, you don't get that many days off and just showing up and having a great time for a couple of hours. I think it was really good for them and really good for our fans to see that. I appreciate you saying that, and thank you very much. It's absolutely our pleasure, and we'll catch up with you real soon. Thank you for the visit. Sounds good, brother. Bless you. Hey, that was Tom Ackerman with uh, Albert Pujols' new weekly segment here on Sports Open Line. You're going to check it out. Uh, going to be with uh, Albert every week and uh, gets the insights from uh, the Cardinal great, that's for sure. Hey, stick around. Other side of news, more Sports Open Line. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.